Hey, everybody. This is your host, Sean Pitcher with the Roots Podcast. Today, we have on Dr. Jordan House, who is a doctor of chiropractics out of Florida. Uh, Jordan and I know each other all the way back from 2016 when we first met in Columbus, Ohio. Um, besides being a doctor of chiropractics, Jordan also has a background in strength conditioning and personal training, uh, working with a wide variety of different levels of athletes. Um, wanted to bring him on here today because I haven't had a chiropractor on um, to specifically talk about how this as a tool can be a benefit to athletes in the performance or the recovery. Um, he's going to obviously get into a little bit more to discuss it. But before we go into all that, Jordan, who is Jordan House? Well, Jordan Haas is a uh, chiropractor. I'm an associate here in sunny Florida. Um, I have been in the fitness industry for what was that a little over 10 years. Um, I've, I did my undergrad at UCF, uh, my bachelor or my master's at uh, American University, and then my doctorate just finished that up at Life University in Marietta, Georgia. Before doing all that, like you said, we worked together when we worked at uh, Children's Hospital as sports performance specialists. Um, I owned a personal training business for a couple of years down here in Florida and worked with a uh, general population, um, some semi-pro football players. Have been able to go down to some seminars and stuff down in Miami and worked with a couple professional athletes down there as well. Um, my my first love was to be a personal trainer, strength coach, do all that type of stuff. Uh, but what happened to me was I was actually teaching Olympic lifting and I was doing a snatch. I brought the bar above my head. Uh, the doctors told me I tore my rotator cuff and I've torn my labrum in my shoulder before. And I'm like, this, this isn't it. Like I did not tear anything that I don't believe that. Um, but I followed the model of what the medical model is of the physical therapy, doing all that fun stuff and was never getting better. So they wanted to do a um, exploratory surgery to fix my shoulder. And I'm just like, eh. I went and actually had a physical therapist adjust my back and my shoulder for like no other, but I got improvement. And that physical therapist told me, Jordan, maybe you need to go see an actual chiropractor that actually knows how to do this better than me. Um, and with very short visits within a couple uh, visits within a couple weeks, I had full range of motion of my shoulder again. I had no pain. I didn't have to have surgery. Come to find out I had a couple ribs out of place that was torting my thoracic spine that was causing that uh, problem. And it was never a tear in my shoulder whatsoever. So pretty much that that sold me on what chiropractic was. I'm just like, wow. So vertebrae can be either misaligned based on muscle tension, bone alignment, stuff like that. Or, you know, a lot of people, we can go down rabbit holes when it comes to that situation. Um, but because of that tension, I was able to get that fixed. I was able to not have surgery. So I'm like, bet, I want to be a chiropractor because I want to be able to save people from not having to have surgery um, over these minor situations by lifting improperly or anything along those lines. Cause we can both attest to seeing meathead lifters putting our ego in front of everything else, trying to lift more than what they should. And then having little uh, minor stuff like that. So that's why I'm now a chiropractor. I still do train some people um, on the side. It's not my primary focus. Chiropractic is my main focus, but that doesn't mean I won't do other things to help people within their profession whatsoever. 
That's awesome. And, and yeah, I can agree on that multiple fronts. I mean, pretty much any gym you can go into in the United States. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a very horrid uh, form and technique, but we know it's, it's not their fault. A lot of people are going in there. They don't really know what to do, but they know they need to be active. They know they might possibly have to do, you know, resistance training to, to build muscle mass, whatever their specific goals are going to be. And, you know, they get thrown into these environments with not a lot of education or information um, from professionals that could be helping give them the right direction. And yep. then you have the other side of the coin where you have people in there that are teaching them, they're teaching them the wrong techniques and the wrong movements, and they don't even know what they're doing themselves, but they think also that they're the expert and the professional to help them with that, which, which is a challenge. Um, right. What I want to do is, can you just give us a simple explanation of what is chiropractics um i i think you and i can both attest to this where in the athletics field um some people understand what chiropractic is and how it could be used as a tool in athletics and other people don't know what it is or how it could be used or oh this athlete's going to the chiropractor and then all of a sudden it's like oh well, why are they going to that why aren't they using like the professionals we have in house so could you kind of Again, first question yeah. is what is chiropractic, and then kind of we can get more into differentiating. Yeah, so when we say what chiropractic is, chiropractic is working with your hands to help. Again, the, these thoughts that I'm about to say do not represent the office I work at or anything else. It's just my views and my thought processes from my education and my experience. I just need to preface that because I know I'm going to step on toes within the profession. What I say with this is that I know that I've been able to be on Zoom calls and talk to the chiropractor for the Tennessee Titans. So when he walks in and works with the athletes, he only adjusts the spine and then leaves. He lets the athlete trainers do their thing. He lets the physical therapists do their thing. Everybody has their um, specific situation. So like for me, when I walk into the office, a patient will sit at my table. I check for mobility. I check for restriction range of motions find those vertebral subluxations to find what I need to do to align the spine better to allow the nervous system to flow through their body better to allow those muscles to be kind of like turned on. So we talk about like activation exercises and stuff like that for glute activation, and everything else to where we're allowing that nervous system, that flow to work better. That could be for organs. That could be for muscle tension, better range of motion. Like it, it could be a plethora of different things. So that's what a chiropractor is going to do. The downfall about that though, that tends to get sticky is technically athletic trainers can do manipulation. Physical therapists can do manipulation. Medical doctors can do manipulation and doctors of osteopath DOs can also as well. And so since everybody can do a form of it, <clears throat> excuse me, it tends to get a little um, hairy because chiropractors are specific in just that. So like, that's why I liked when I talked to the chiropractor for the Tennessee Titans, where he did that. No athletic trainers attempted to do what he did. Everybody just stayed in their lane. That doesn't necessarily happen across the profession. And because of that, things tend to get a little, I guess you can say jaded, a little uh, misunderstood of what a chiropractor does when it comes to making sure the spine itself is taken care of first and foremost. Yeah, because I mean, e even to just, if you can even give an example of there, like I've had times where 
parents or athletes to like, oh, I'm going to go to the chiropractor. And, and, and the chiropractor would almost prescribe <clears throat> or have them want to do all these external things that we already do in-house. Yep. But again, they a lot of times what athletes do is, you know, they have trust in a, a particular professional, a coach, yep. a friend, a trainer, whoever it is. We, we've seen it time and time again that they got that, like you talked about in your story, that quick relief from whatever the, the pain or the injury was. So they keep going back to that person. And then now the trust in, you know, the protocol that's being put in place to try to return to the play or try to keep them um, in a position where their injury risk is is down or lower so they can stay on the court or the field or whatever it is. Sometimes it's hard to like get that athlete back to yep. utilize the other services we have to, to work collaboratively as, as a team. So why do you, why do you feel that? that happens oh well i don't want to say it in a negative way because i think what chiropractors and what every single one of these professions are very positive in the situation um i think what happens is is if you actually look at the statistics of how many chiropractors are actually out there in comparison to athletic trainers do's physical therapists and stuff there really isn't that many in the united states so I feel like sometimes chiropractors will get bigger for the britches, so to speak. And they're trying to just realize like we're here, we can help, we can do certain things. And sometimes they overstep situations like the office I'm currently in. I absolutely love our lead doctor. Um, he is, we're just focusing on the spine. We're just adjusting it. We're taking care of the patient physical therapist can do the physical therapist athletic like he's just straight chiropractic which is a really good thing when we're talking about what we're doing right now for the profession and making sure that we do what we do but there's other chiropractors out there that also do a lot of other things and they're and they might not necessarily be amazing at those things but they know how to do it so they're trying to make it more convenient for the patient when they come in or the the member when they come in the client making it all like one-stop shop. Right. Yeah. So they're, they're trying their best to do right by the person to get them better, but sometimes they're biting off more than they can chew. And then we run into problems like what you just stated, where then when the athletic trainers, the coaches get their stuff, they kind of have setbacks sometimes. So, so whether it's a, I mean, you can look at this in a couple of ways. If, if it's an actual athletic setting, I mean, it, I think it comes down to collaborating with the professionals okay. you have, let's say in in that, you know, athletics are something to go into like, all right, hey, I adjusted such and such. And you mm -hmm. talk to the PT, the athletic trainer, or maybe you have one person's could be the point person like, hey, this is what I did to them. Um, you know, communicate and let me know what you see from here. And then again, those people are communicating what they're doing from AT physical therapy standpoint yep. to then have a collaborative approach and how they're going to help get the athlete from point A to point B. Yep. And set up a lot of times where it's like, all right, I'm going to go to the Cairo I got adjusted and I don't tell any of the staff and then nobody knows what's going on, but Hey, I went to an appointment. And then all of a sudden, where'd you go to an appointment for? Oh, I went to the Cairo to get X, Y, and Z done. Well, mm -hmm. why did you tell anyone about it? And then, you know, that's where it becomes a big issue. And then those health professionals that are like, let's say, you know, on our staff or on somebody's staff are like lose a little bit of respect for that professional for no reason, because, you know, like, oh, you're going to the Cairo to get all these things done. Like, why are you doing that? And then there becomes that big rip. And I've seen it like all the time. Yep. Um, so there's, there's that case or if you, 
you know, if you're in a actual private setting, which it sounds like you're like in an office with other Kairos, you know, do you feel there's offices out there or it's moving towards having more of those professionals in-house as a one-stop shop in a private setting? So then you manipulate and then you could say, hey, you have a shoulder injury. I manipulated this. You're going to go over to the the physical therapist. You're going to go over to this professional to be able to do this. Hey, you have an asymmetry. We have a strength and conditioning coach on staff. Or in your case, you specifically have the background as yeah. a strength and conditioning coach. So in, in this case, you are qualified versus with your degrees and your credentials to actually do that part on top of what you do because you've done that in the past. So that's kind of a double-edged sword, to be frank. Um, our focus at the office we're currently at, or I'm currently at right now, is to focus on the spine period. So I'm just adjusting, 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 that's it. Um, to where, yes, I do have more than one hat, but the downfall about that is, is patients don't want to pay for the chiropractic adjustment and then pay for the rehab and then pay like that can get really, really expensive. And I don't personally have the time to be with one patient for an hour and a half. Yeah. So in my case, it's better for me to say, Hey, Sean, you're my dietitian. I can tell that this person's having some gastric reflex based on their health history and these problems. I'm going to give him a call and you're going to get a referral with him and he's going to take care of it. Or Bob down the streets, my strength coach, you're going to go see him now and you're going to work on this because you have upper cross, lower cross, you have these different types of muscle imbalances and they're going to get you right. It's better to set a system like that in place. It's nice when you have that amount of education to where then you know who to refer to properly and make sure that patient gets the full 360 care they need. So as much as yes, I could do that but I can't service enough people. I can't help enough people in the chiropractic aspect if I'm trying to do all those other things. So in my opinion, it's better just to focus on one thing at a time and be really, really good at it and then use your education to refer out the best. Um, but I do agree that there is some amazing doctors out there I've met some in Ohio. I've met some here in Florida and other states that when they come in, they charge an X amount of dollars for that hour, that 30 minutes, that 45 minutes, and they will do the soft tissue. They will do the rehab. They will do the extra, like, they will do everything to get that person in the best ability that they can to push them forward with whatever their condition is. But it just completely depends on the finances and the patient's goals and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's going to depend on the business model, you know, it's, yeah. Do I have multiple staff? So if, if I'm if I'm the one staff that spends the hour with the patient, I have the other staff that essentially can do the every 15 to 20 minutes or 15 to 30 minutes and get more patients in right. uh, to be seen. You know, like for example, we both have known or I've mean, seen Dr. Dr. Alm, who's in Ohio. And you know, usually in most chiropractic offices, you just feel like you're kind of you get thrown in, you get adjusted, and you're out in five minutes. You know, he, he would yep he would adjust you, which was what he did. And that was, you know, him being a chiropractor, but the other part of his business was he would do a video analysis. You know, he had an actual rack and kettlebells and, and implements in there to test, to see if you had certain muscles um, turning on, turning off to see if you were having issues with, with firing patterns. Mm -hmm. And then he put you through certain movements to 
to be able to look at that and then show you on video and then be able to kind of pinpoint what's going on. And again, he go, you know, he, he would tell any, anytime one of them, like, I'm not going to be your strength coach, or I'm not going to be the person that's going to hundred percent solve this, but I just want to visually show you like, here's what I'm doing from a manipulation standpoint. Here's a couple of things I would recommend. You should probably go see X, Y, and Z, or like you said, here's some recommendations you can go and see, but you know, if you don't start correcting this and you have still have this misfiring pattern or you're having certain muscles that aren't going to turn on, like you're going to probably keep dealing with the same injury and the same problem. And I just want to make you aware of that, even though I'm not going to be the main person that's going to be able to essentially solve the problem. And, you know, that helps a lot because a lot of times you're dealing with injuries and you just, I mean, kind of like your, your story and you just don't know what to do or you don't know who to go to or you latch onto that person because they got you pain-free and you're just like, I just need to figure out like how I should get this solved. And sometimes like that person doesn't have the time, doesn't always have the answers, or you're going to have to go to somebody else. But with most people, right. I mean, it's going to, it's going to cost more money and not everybody wants to spend more money at the end of the day. And there's two sides of the coin to that, you know, one invest in yourself because you only get one body. So if it does cost a little more money and it keeps you out of pain, and it helps to get you to some type of resolution and you had to spend the money for that. That's great. But again, with how expensive everything is, sometimes people aren't going to be able to always have the finances to do that on a regular basis. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, insurance does uh, cause some setbacks for some people. So. Yeah. And I think the, the one thing, you know, people don't understand is, you're like, well, you know, you go to the Cairo and they, you're in five, 10 minutes and they get you out. Well, it's a business, you know, like you said, you want to help people as many people as possible. Like, and that right. is your goal and that's what you want to try to get to. So you, know, you got to understand, like they're, they're probably not trying to just get you in and get you out because they don't want to help you or take care of you. It's a business. It still has to be financially profitable especially mm-hmm. if you're expanding or you're having to pay other staff or pay rent or pay whatever the bills are. So I think people need to understand when it comes down to that, like you, you got to have kind of a, a happy medium between the two. Would you say so? Oh yeah. I mean, if you, if you piggyback based on what we talked about with Dr. Alm, I love the man to death. He's, he, you know, did Olymp- does Olympic lifting was a track athlete. The guy, that guy's, a, he's a phenomenal person up there in Ohio. Right. Um, you got to think about some offices when it comes to chiropractic, there's straight chiropractors and then mixers. I know that sounds really weird to somebody. They're like, <laughs> what the heck does that mean? Are we like dressing funny and stuff? Well, yeah, some of us, you know, wear brighter colors than other people, but that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, what I mean by straight mean is, is what we do in my office is all we do is adjust the spine. We'll do some extremity work, you know, shoulders, ankles, stuff like that, that needs to get done because you just got done running a 5k or whatever. You got to mobilize those joints and get things going. But you also have offices that are what's called mixers. And it goes back to what we just stated. It's an integrated office. It means it's a doctor arm where you walk in, you see him, he's doing the exercises and he's doing all that type of stuff. And then there's those ones in between where it's kind of like that conveyor belt where the doctor does the adjusting, but then he has his PTs, he has his athletic trainers, he has all these other things to make sure you're getting your full care. And so that's why I try to tell people, I'm like, look, depending on what your goals are, depending on what you need, 
Like, like when I talked about my shoulder and how I got that fixed, I had to have Graston worked on. I had to have cupping, I had to have scraping because I had such a rounded shoulder to where I couldn't move to get those adjusted, to get the muscles to relax enough. So I had to get a bunch of extra other things to get done. The office I would have been at, potentially, I could be completely wrong because everybody's uh, body adapts differently. It could have taken me a little bit longer. Or I could have had the best adjustment, best precise spot, and it could have released everything like that, like trigger point. Mm -hmm. So it really just depends on your chief complaint and what's the problem and then which office really fits best for you. And I know that sounds crazy when you only think about, I, I did I looked up the numbers last night. There's in the United States, there's only a little over 38,000 chiropractors in the United States. Again, depending on which website you go to, um, there's a little bit of a discrepancy with that, but there's not that many. When it comes to medical doctors, there's over a million. When it comes to doctors of osteopath, there's that roughly about the same with athletic trainers, but there's or doctors of osteopath and physical therapists. They're roughly about five times the amount than what chiropractors are. So we're such a small little blimp that it's hard to find the correct one that works best for you. And sometimes things get sticky and people get offended. Yeah. And I, I would agree there. I've, I've been to some chiropractors that are not very good <laughs> and everyone could admit to that probably. And mm. I've been to ones that have done a solid job. Um, like, for example, like I have my Harbor chiropractor shirt on. <laughs> uh, I went, you know, I went to a chiropractor when I was in the Sarasota brain scenario um, I went to a car when I was younger in college and in high school, you know, I went to one when I was in Ohio, like there's, there's been multiple stops where I've been, been to some, and it's like any health professional, you're going to know pretty quickly if, if that's going to be a high quality individual that you're going to be able to match with and be able to go to, and they're going to have to do something for you versus the ones when you go in and you just feel like they're just trying to get me in and out. They don't even want to know who I am. Like I'm just another body and, it's, and it's, that's where like as a professional, like even if you have the 10, 15 minutes, like you need that 10, 15 minutes and you need to connect with that, sure. that patient or that them as, as a person when they come in, because that's, what's going to be super important into, you know, making your recommendations to go see somebody else, having them come in and have faith in you and what you're trying to do for them rather than just like, Hey, how you doing? Crack, crack, crack. Okay. You're done. See you next time. And like a lot of times we've been in those situations where you go into those chiropractic offices, you're like, God, like, it's just so impersonal. And I don't feel like anything was really done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when it comes to that, um, it also sometimes depends on the busyness of the office. Mm -hmm. So I've seen it. I've seen very high volume offices. Like I got a buddy that's a director of a place that's going to be opening up here, not too far from me. They saw 750 patients this week in their office, 750. Now, granted, it's him and I think two other docs. So they have three docs and that's how many he goes. It, it, it sounds just like what you would say, like a turn and burn type situation. But when they go in, they do their um, like mobility warm-up stuff. They get on the table, they get adjusted, and then they go and do a couple more stuff and then they leave. So yes, it is kind of like a conveyor belt, but they're getting multiple things in that mill and they're having those front desk CAs, the chiropractic assistants talking to them, helping them through there's this, then the doctors talking to them through this, then another person. So like, 
they're yeah. feeling truly loved because multiple people are like doing that. So I think there is ways that you can do a high volume and truly care and love your patients the right way to where they don't feel like they're just another number. Well, yeah, you're, you're getting, like you said, a lot of people involved in you. So it's like yeah. if you go to that office and you have three or four people involved in trying to help you, mm-hmm. even though maybe it's for a shorter period of time, for some people like that's going to be worth the money they're going to invest for that short period of time. I think mean, that that's why I went here, right? Like I would go in, I would, I had to do something before I would get adjusted and then it'd have some type of exercises depending on what I was dealing with afterwards. So even though, you know, my chiropractor was going on to the next patient, I still went to another person and was working on things after that um, to try to improve that the situation right. I had. So, so yeah, I worked, same thing. I worked with like three different people within the 30 minute, 45 minute time frame I was there, even though mm-hmm. it wasn't being adjusted for 45 minutes, I was doing all these other things to try to complement, you know, what the manipulation did at the same time. Well, for instance, the office I'm currently at, we don't have that type of conveyor belt thought process. Um, in six hours, we will see roughly about a hundred people. And some people were like, well, you're not doing exercise. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. Like, why am I not getting that extra bit to show you care about me? We're still spending five, 10 minutes with a patient. It just might not be that full time with the adjustment aspect. But what we also do is workshops, like multiple workshops once or twice a week, and then weekend talks and stuff like that to where if they have questions and we want to discuss what we can do when it comes to nutrition, exercise, how the nervous system works, like we go down those different rabbit holes and we give during that time and it's completely free. They're like orientation talks type of thing to where we're still pouring into the community. We're still pouring in and explaining things. We just know that when we get into the office and you're on the table, it's all about you. We're doing whatever works best for you, whatever type of adjustment needs to be done. And then we let you have, you know, a great rest of your day kind of thing. Yeah. And they, and they did the same. All about delivery. Exactly. Patient care is going to be important. Um, one other question I had is how do you, how do you guys kind of determine how many visits someone should get? Is it all just based off the pain, the injury, where they're at with their situation? Um, Cause I know that could probably be challenging to, you know, so let's say someone has gets adjusted one time and feels really good. And they're and then they're like, ah, I'm not gonna come back. It's three months later. Okay, I feel that pain again. So how do you tackle something like that? So I try to tell people you you need to get on a regiment, you need to get on some form of routine. Um, and then depending on the severity of your condition, depends on the severity of the care plan. Um, so let's just say hypothetically speaking. Um, you walked in and you have carpal tunnel, right? So we have the wrist and hand issue. And then all of a sudden, um, you, we're doing the eval, you have some elbow issues and you have, because of that, like the nervous system, the, the way the nerves go, like the dermatones, that's like C7, C6, like all these different things. So you're having these problems, but it's all coming from the neck, but you went to another doctor and they said that it's carpal tunnel. So obviously we need to focus on, the spine first, because that's what we are. We're chiropractors. We're not the hand specialist or the elbow specialist. So we'll focus on that first of the spine, but we'll actually go in, adjust the wrist, adjust the hands, the elbows and the shoulder. We'll go piece by piece to help with it, with what we do. And then I'll have to tell you like, look, because of this situation, it's going to take longer because you have this chronic condition. 
So I could potentially see that patient again, this is saying this person has three or four, you know, diagnosis conditions. I could see them potentially two or three times a week for a month or two, and then to taper all the way down to once a month for management. Or you could literally come in and say, hey, Jordan, I just got a headache, you know, no big deal. I have no real big issues. And, you know, I've known you for, you know, what, eight years or something. And be like, yeah, cool, get on the table. We check everything. You have no radiculopathy, no neuropathy, no no real big problems. It's just a, a, a subluxation right here causing some nerve tension. Boom, I adjust you. Say, okay, well, you're just going to be a wellness patient. I'll see you every other week or once a month and you just go on your way. So that's something that people get scared with because there are some chiropractors out there that will put everybody on a corrective care plan regardless and they're with them for three times a week for the first eight weeks and then tapering it all the way down to where they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars. And there's some chiropractors that are out there that are symptom-based chiropractors where you, you have a problem, you come in and I only adjust you and work on you when you need it. And I can't tell you that they're both wrong and I can't tell you they're both right because it's completely up to what your goal is and your thing. And it goes back to what we just stated is that it's about the patient. It's not about us as doctors. It's not about me whatsoever. So let's find out what your budget is. Let's find out what your goals are. Let's find out what we can do to make you better and kind of meet in the middle and kind of work with your schedule, your finances to make it work best for you. I know I didn't really actually answer the question because it's just, it's very, it's, it's like anything. I mean, it, you can, you can go to any conference or I'm going to be speaking at a summit here in, in Georgia in March. And there's, there's a lot of those questions that'll probably come up and I'm going to just say, it depends. It a hundred percent depends. It, just, it literally depends. You know, there's not, that's why there's literally no right and wrong. And, you know, people could be divided on two different subjects and two different things, but at the end of the day, like you just have to be able to have constructive talks and be able to take yeah. criticism. And maybe you're going to still believe in this one philosophy and, Hey, that's fine. That's all right. But I'm going to do it this way. Cause I feel this is the best thing. But at the end of the day, whether it's a patient or an athlete, if we're getting a result, that's a positive result and yep. keeping them healthy, keeping illness down, reducing injury risk, and we're keeping them in the field of play that they want to do, or just general pop, just keeping them doing everyday activities. That's the ultimate goal. I would say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would honestly say worst case scenario, somebody needs to see a chiropractor at least twice a month or once a month and at least have it checked to where you're not like headaches are not something normal. You should not have a headaches every week. You should not have certain pains and problems consecutively. Cons like some, I had a patient literally come in and say, Oh yeah, I have a headache at least once or twice a month. So you're telling me you're having 50 to 100 headaches a year and you think that's normal? That's not normal. There's some something going on and we got to get that taken care of for you. I mean, that's that's the problem is people just don't think big picture until someone gives them the big picture. Mm -hmm. But but Jordan, it was great having you on. I know uh, obviously with Zoom, it sucks. You don't have a lot of time here to talk, but I hope everyone is able to kind of get a really good basic understanding of what chiropractic is. If you guys look in the bio, um, I'm going to have Jordan's information, whatever contact information he wants to put out there. 
Um, I also have my link as well. So whether it's getting, um, uh, want to do services for nutrition or strength and conditioning, I have my website on there, my YouTube channel is on there, my Instagram, everything is on my link tree. So if you want to contact me um, or you want to find out more about what I do, find out more about what Jordan does, by all means, um, we're always going to be open books and want to sit down and chat. Uh, we tend to have really long, out, multiple hour conversations at times. Oh, yeah. Uh, we both love to learn, want to get better. Uh, I don't think that's going to end anytime soon. But Jordan, really appreciate having you on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, man.